the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's called a Missouri Faith. We'll take a look at that next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Missouri, known as the show me state. You got to prove it. You got something to say? Back it up with what you do. And that's exactly what we find here in the book of James. James chapter 2 to be specific. Hi there. Welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, the Ministry of the Well, a Christian community right here in Livermore, California. Our teacher and pastor Napoleon Kaufman will take us to James chapter 2. Show me your faith, and I'll show you my faith by my works, says James. So what does that look like? My faith works. That's today on Times of Refreshing. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. The Bible says very clearly that without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And heaven's currency is faith. There's no way to really access God, become close with God, to become intimate with God, to grow in the things of God if we're, will, if we're not willing to understand the value of faith, embrace faith in our own lives, and allow faith to be a, become a part of just who we are as people. Now, when we're dealing with faith, there's two things, two words that we have to truly understand. The one, one word is the word believe or belief. The next word is trust, is to trust. And oftentimes we don't realize that God is looking for us to believe him, to take him at his word. If he said it, then he will do it, he will accomplish it, he will perform it in his timing and according to his purpose in your life. So we have to be individuals that grasp the concept of faith, which means I have to believe God. I have to take God at his word. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of a man that he should ever have to repent. If he has said it, then he will perform it in your life. And that's why making sure we get the word of God in us, which helps to inspire faith. And we build ourselves up in our faith by getting into God's word. And it helps to inspire faith and gets us to believe him. Do we believe him? Do we believe him? Is is, Is believing in God, is it truly a part of who you are as a person? And... The world is trying to sow seeds of doubt concerning God. Your situation is going to sow seeds of doubt concerning God. You may have family members that sow seeds of doubt concerning God. You have now, even in the church, we have people that call themselves believers, but they don't believe God. And for us as saints, we have to get to the point where our belief in God 
it becomes the catalyst for everything that we do in life. Our faith, our faith in God, it becomes a catalyst for everything we do in life. And then on the flip side, we have to learn to trust God, trusting God. Because true, true belief and trust always results in action. You cannot say that you trust God when you refuse to embrace his process for your life and process concerning things and embrace the process. And, I, and I've been saying this, I've been saying this all week. We must, we must also trust God's process, but trusting the process, but let me say here, trust the process and the process will reward you. Trust the process and the process will, will reward you. Let me say it again. Trust the process. It's one thing to say, well, I trust God. It's another thing to say, I trust God, but, but I also trust the process. I trust the process, and the process is going to reward me. Okay? I trust God. But what about the processes that God has established and outlined for all of us so that we can receive true rewards in our life. Do we trust the process? Now, I was saying this this week. Some things are natural laws. If you, if you are a sower, if you are a person that's involved in, in uh, being a farmer and different things like that, the way in which you reap a harvest is you trust the process of sowing and reaping. It's the process that you trust. Now, I trust God, but I trust the processes that God has laid out in the, in the earth that were, are going to result in me receiving things and being blessed and then overcoming and, and all the things that God has in store for everyone. And the farmer, you don't have to be a farmer and be saved as a farmer to receive a harvest in your life. It's just something natural that God has established and, and released out into the earth. And so when we learn to trust God, but then we also trust the process. The processes that God has outlined for the whole world, if they would get in line with it, then it would work for them and benefit them in life. But when it comes to God and your relationship with God, we have to realize our faith is important. Our faith becomes a catalyst that I believe God and I trust God, and I understand that there's a reward on the other side of me trusting God. And so, um, for us as saints, sometimes we have to stop, and we have to say to ourselves, do I really trust God's process? Do I even like it? Do I even like it? Do I even think it's, it's beneficial? Do I even think it works? Naaman, he didn't like God's process. He didn't like the process. The prophet tells him to go down in the river and dip seven times. He's going to be made whole. Oh, what is that? This muddy river, I, I don't like this. This is beneath me. I'm the... And it was just a simple process. If he would go through the simple process, then he would be rewarded on the other side. If he would release his faith and trust and belief in the man of God, what he was saying to him, that it was going to benefit him, he just had to make sure that he went through the process so that he can receive the benefit of it. 
But what happens to us is sometimes the things that God is asking us to do concerning our faith and the simplicity of faith is so simple, we don't think that will work. It's too easy. Jesus looks at a man and says, do you want to be made whole? And he says, yeah, I do. He said, stick out your hand. Stick out your hand. He sticks out his hand. It's the simplicity of sticking out your hand that ultimately results in someone being made whole. It's the simplicity of things that often results. But sometimes as human beings, unless it's, unless it's real complicated and hard to understand, we don't think it's of much value. Think about it. Jesus said, you want to be saved? Yeah, I want to be saved. Okay, you got to repent of your sins and release your faith in me. And then deny yourself, take up a cross, follow me. You want to do that? Well, that's too easy. To have faith is too easy. And that's why the Gnostics, and that's why, you know, the people that are, you know, people have a hard time with this. The atheists have a hard time. It's too easy for them. Doesn't make any sense. But that's what faith is about. And for us, it's the simplicity of it that really gives it power. Do you believe God? Do you trust in God with your life? Do you take him at his word? Do you lean on him and trust in him and believe that what he says is going to come to pass in your life? And then you confess those things. You declare those things. You herald those things. You tell the devil those things. You tell the fam- your family members those things. You tell people on your job those things. And when they look at you crazy and they start thinking that you're funny and they just saying that you're weird, you just keep on believing. You just keep on trusting. You just keep on saying, God, I have faith in you. And it doesn't make sense all the time, but I know that you are not a man that you should lie. And your word is your word and you will bring it to pass in my life. Can I have an amen in this place? Sometimes you got to start telling yourself so that you can get yourself in alignment with what God is saying. But the problem that we have is that when we're dealing with faith and we're dealing with belief and trust, it goes back to, like I said before, the action of it. The action of it. And James, he really, here in the book of uh, James chapter 2, he gives us some insight into how to really get ourselves flowing when it comes to faith and always keeping in mind that your faith works he says it here in chapter 2 verse 14 he says what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works can faith save him from a new testament standpoint when we think about works We're thinking about acts of obedience, and I've been teaching this since we opened the doors of this church. Works, from a biblical standpoint, in the New Testament, the works that God is looking for from us are acts of obedience. We don't do good works because we're trying to earn God's approval. We do good works because we have obtained God's approval. And there's a difference. I'm not trying to, I'm saved by God's grace, through my faith, but it results in me doing good works that manifest the kingdom of God. But there's no way, there's no way for and reason for me to really say that I truly have faith if I do not have 
acts of obedience that accompany my confession. And so for us, we want to have this healthy balance so that once we lock into true faith, we start to see God's processes take place in our lives, and then we're stuck on Him, and our faith is truly on Him, and then we start running into the blessings that God has in store for our lives. He says, can faith save him? Look at verse 19. He says, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Now look at this, y'all. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works or acts of obedience, it is dead. It's not alive. It's not alive. I have to have faith, but my belief and my trust result in me acting on God's word and God's command, which results in me getting into God's process and then God rewarding me and blessing me as I continue to stay in faith, as I continue to stay in alignment with his purpose. But if faith is by itself, then it's just dead. I believe God. I believe God. Woo, I believe God. And we've taught some, in some cases, we've taught people the art of making great confessions, but we haven't taught people well enough to be obedient. And so what we want is we want great confessions and declarations and proclamations, and we want to serve notice on the devil. We want to serve notice on, on anything that would try to stop us. But then on the flip side, we have to balance out the scale with being obedient to God and then loving his process in our life, which results in ultimately us becoming and receiving what God has in store for our lives and understanding the power of the process which results in us receiving and becoming whatever it is that God has ordained for our lives. Look what he says in verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. Now look at this, y'all. And I will show you my faith by my what? My word. By my acts of obedience. Faith is seen and not just heard. You see it. You see people walking in faith. You saw Moses grab his, his stick. And you saw Moses throw it down on the ground. You saw Moses take the rod and go before the Red Sea. You saw Moses walk across the Red Sea on dry land. You saw his faith acting. You saw his faith in action. You saw his faith moving. You saw his faith germinating. You saw his faith growing. And for all of us, this was, should happen. We want to hear our confession, but we want to see the actions that result in us running into God's purpose and seeing God's uh, plans fulfilled for our lives. And so when you look around, you see it. This church right here, you sitting in this room, this is what you're seeing in this room is a manifestation of, of faith. You see it. It's not just talked about. It's, it materializes when we align ourselves with God and we trust and we believe God. It starts to appear. 
And for us, this is what we should be longing for, and it's something that we need. I will show you my faith by my works, my acts of obedience. Watch this. I'm going to show you this. People are tired of hearing the church talk. The world is looking for the church of acts. Can I have an amen, y'all? The, the, the world is looking for the church to, to, to materialize the true church that God has ordained and God is building and to begin to show herself strong in the earth. And that means that she's, she's got actions behind her words and not just speaking. She's trusting in God. She's believing in God. And when everything is against her, she keeps fighting back because why? She's got the shield of faith. And this is what we need. We need this in our minds and understanding that this involves me getting up. If I want my marriage to be changed, I got to stop just praying and then I got to get up and start doing. Can I have an amen? Man, I want my marriage to be changed. I want my marriage to be changed. What you doing about it? Oh, I'm just praying. Well, yeah, that's great. Pray and tell God how much you're going to do it, but then get up and do it. Can I have an amen? And God will give you the strength to do it, but we have to make sure that we align ourselves with God through prayer and through believing and trusting and acting. Look what he says in verse 19. He says, you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works or acts of obedience is dead? It means nothing. He says in verse 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? This is amazing because God, it could have been easy for, for God to give Abraham a simpler way to display his faith in God. But he chose the thing that he knew that Abraham loved more than anything. He had prayed for this son. He had cried out. He, he had trusted God and believed God to give him the son. And then all of a sudden, God gives him his son. And then God says that, and the scripture says that God tested him. He tested him. And then now you look up and now Abraham has been asked by God to offer his son up. Abraham doesn't flinch at that. He doesn't draw back from that. Why? Because he has faith in God. He trusts God and he believes God. And for us, it's the same thing. Sometimes God is going to ask you to give up things that are valuable to you. Can I have an amen? He asked me to walk away from a job that was paying me $3 million a year. And I could use that money right now. But God has a better plan, amen? And he has greater purpose for your life. And you step out in faith. And then you watch God reward you on the other side. Abraham could have said, God, I believe you. But not head towards the mountain. He could say, God, I trust you. But not head towards the mountain. 
He can say, God, I love you, but not head towards the mountain. He could have done all those things and he could have given God lip service like we tend to give God lip service. But when God starts pulling on us and asking us for things that we value, that's when our faith truly is revealed. Whether we have it or not is revealed. It's when God starts saying, okay, now I know that you, I know you like this guy, but you know what? This guy's not trying to do right by you. You got to walk away. I know you like her a lot and I know, but you, this relationship isn't right. It's not godly. Will you walk away from him? I know this guy's trying to do this business with you and he's kind of shady and you can see he's kind of shady, but he's promising you a lot of money and you need to walk away from this. And there's a temptation and our faith is tested to see whether we're going to step out in faith, believe God and to see if your faith really works. Does it work? Does your faith work? Abraham showed God that he had faith in him by getting up, getting the the wood, getting his son, and heading to the mountain. He didn't just sit back and talk about it. And as Christians, we can't just, we got to just stop thinking that it's just my talking that's impressive to God and the people. People want to see faith in action. Can I have an amen, y'all? They want to see faith act. And so we see here, he says here, and I love it. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by faith, now watch this. He says by works, faith was made perfect or complete. It's not complete on its own. It needs actions. To magnify and truly declare it. And for us, it's the same thing. I'm going to show you that I got faith. I'm about to step out right now. I'm going to show you that I got faith. That, you know, it's the simplest thing. The Bible says this. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. I've always been baffled by that because it says, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And gave himself for her. And it's amazing how he didn't give you a five-point plan on how to do that. He just says, do that. Amen? It's amazing to me. I'm like, well, okay, was there some other stuff that could help me do it? (laughs) You know, no, just do that. Now watch this. You love the warriors, don't you? You don't have a five-point plan. You love the Raiders. There's no five-point plan. We all hate the 49ers. There's no five-point plan. That was for you, Pam. But it's amazing. It's like like when you love something, you love something. You don't have a five-point plan. But then husbands, love your wife as Christ for the church. And then we, well, okay, give it to me in the Greek. <laughs> Let me get my concordance. 
We try to get all deep. No, do what, do, give your heart over to your wife and lay down your life for your wife the same way that God told us that Jesus laid down his life for us as the saints of God and give yourself to her and deny yourself. Can I have an amen, y'all? We try to complicate it. But our faith in God should result in action. It results in some action. And for us, we have to learn that it's not as complicated as we often make it seem. Just do. And when you step on, on faith, then God makes you, he, he meets you on the other side with power. When we step out in faith, God meets us on the other side with the power we need to accomplish the task. Husbands, love your wife. Okay, well, I'm going to step out and I'm going to start loving my wife and believing God to fill me with his love so I can love the way that God wants me. And then he meets you on the other side. But for so many people, we complicate things instead of realizing that it's the simplicity of our faith that brings power in our lives. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.